this week on Small Town Scuttlebutt. If you're a kid, you're probably having a blast right now because you're on summer vacation. And you're probably unsupervised because you're too young to be listening to this podcast. So go away. This is for the parents. The parents who maybe could use a break from those kids on the summer vacation, right? That's why summer camp is in such high demand. Did you know that most of these camps are full by like January or February, like winter time? There are so many options out there, but too many parents are on the outside looking in because everything's booked. I'm also talking about the best and worst summer camp movies. Join me as Mark Riley returns to share his summer camp insights as a camp counselor. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Perez Martial Arts, dedicated to changing the lives of people one person at a time through martial arts, education, and coaching. And by Winslow Design, an award-winning firm focused on architectural design for your home or business. Small Town Scuttlebots. Uh, i got to be honest, I really appreciate the coffee. Thank you. Do you feel guilty about being a Boston guy with Starbucks in your hand? Do you feel like you're cheating on Dunkin' Donuts? Notice, I went to Dunkin' Donuts for myself. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I ate Starbucks. So wait, you went to Starbucks specifically for me? Yeah, of course. Oh, thanks, man. No worries. I, I assumed you went to, you went, you made two stops? Two stops, because Starbucks, first of all, I'm not a fan of the coffee, although I do like their refreshers better than Dunkin's. Okay. So this afternoon, I had to do a coffee run for uh, the camp director, mm-hmm. and she loves Starbucks. So I went in there, and it was like, I, I typically don't have anxiety, because I'm no stress. Yeah. I go in there, man, and I just, I just shake my head, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Cold sweats. It's brutal. Yep. Yeah. There's a there's kind of a an, a barrier to entry, right? Like you have to you have to learn how to speak Starbucks. Oh, I said small, medium, and then uh, large. And every time the girl picked out the cups <laughs> and just showed them to me, like so condescending. And I'm like, yeah, that one. Is that your medium? Like, don't don't do this to me. Well, this all makes sense now because when you had emailed or texted me earlier, you said, "Do you want a coffee?" I said, "Sure, if it's not too late." Grande Grande Pike with cream. And you say that's what it's called, and that's hot, right? I'm like, yeah, it's just a grande pike with cream. Like you're you're overthinking it. It's like it's probably called a a goddamn something, you know? Yeah, that's a that's just a medium coffee. I didn't I didn't know pike was a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, it's but a that's rust. what it is. It's, it's a medium rust. Starbucks is like they just apply uh, different names to different yeah. things. It's 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 difficult for me. I'm okay. a Dunkin' guy. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I don't mind Dunkin', although I feel like anytime I get a Dunkin', it's got to be a Dunkin' regular. Because without that sugar and cream, it just doesn't taste right to me. It's not my thing. Yeah, I think I've been cold, conditioned. The cold brew for Dunkin' I like better than the Starbucks. The Starbucks is kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. It's probably like more like real coffee. But um, the Dunkin' is, uh, and I like the Dunkin' from the tap, the ones that have the tap. Oh, right. That Nitro. You, yeah, you got to go to the ones that have been redone That's right. recently. Yeah, it's the like carbonated. Mm-hmm. Something. It looks like a Guinness coming out. All right, well. Enough of the coffee talk. Let's get into it's two comedians talking, talking coffee in the basement. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's that's the new podcast. My name is Rick Fink Jr. This is Small Town Scuttlebutt, doing the weekly podcast where we react to the overreactions, of small town problems. We also crack wise about things that are going on in the news or things that are on your mind. And uh, my friend and my partner uh, Liz Daly is not with us this week. She's out, so. I have uh, my other neighbor and friend here, Mark Riley. Remember him? He's been on the show. I think, I think this is your third time, Mark. I think it might be a record now for returning guests. This is the hat trick, right? Yeah. That's right. Mark Riley's here. He's been here as an expert stand-up comedian. He's been here as an expert educator, and today he's going to be here as an expert camp counselor. <laughs> we use uh, the word "expert" <laughs> loosely, at least. Oh, also the expert <laughs> NHL hockey referee. Yeah, right? for a week I was an expert. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, also expert uh, screenplay writer, you know, film writer. You wrote a movie. Yeah, I did. I did. So, um, 
you got you wear a lot of hats. You you got a lot of talents. You got a lot of skills, and I think you bring a lot of uh, you know insights to what's going on in the world. And uh, right now we're in the summer, and it's like you know kids. I mean, I I remember I said this to Liz a couple of weeks ago. Liz, remember when like the idea of summer vacation just conjured up like you know like a. Your heart skipped a beat. You got excited. And, and now it's like you hear about summer. And initially it sounds great. And then it sinks in that you're not the kid anymore. You're now the adult. Uh, are you enjoying your summer? I, I, like, I, What are you doing to find me time? I, I, I love the summer. Summer is my favorite season. Always has been. I hate the cold. Everyone says, you're a hockey guy. Well, how can you hate the cold? I hate the cold. <laughs> I should have grew up on a beach somewhere. But yeah. um, I love the summer. And for the past, I don't know, 17 years, I think, I've been a camp counselor at um, at Camp Thayer over mm-hmm. at Thayer Academy in Braintree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I started out as a head counselor for the 7th and 8th grade boys, which was definitely challenging. And then I gradually uh, moved into the tournament director so I run sports tournaments every week, and this year I'm the program director along with the tournament director. So, oh wow, yeah. So I love it. I, you know, uh, week two I sat and watched kickball three days in a row. You know, there was a big tournament last week was soccer, the World Cup, um, uh-huh. and I was out in the field, you know, the turf field three days in a row, just just reffing soccer. That's great. And, uh, yeah. So I I have a blast. So you're enjoying it. With it. Did you go to camp when you were a kid? Or God, no. Or were you, you kind of like, see, I was in the 80s. See you later. Yeah, that's Come it. back. Yep. Drink out of the garden hose. Yeah, we did not. That kind of thing. I don't even know if we had camps back then. I, I went to hockey camp. Yep. That was like a one-week thing usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even changed now with kids playing year-round. But Back when I was a kid, hockey camp was like you had to have some wealth. You know, I mean, it's hard enough just to play hockey. But now I remember my parents saying, look, you want to play hockey during the winter? That's fine. But now summertime, like, this stuff is not cheap. You no. Know? But, well, but now fact, it's like every kid's going to hockey camps and tournaments. It's a year-round sport, it seems to it's be. It's crazy. Because mm-hmm. back then it was, you know, you put your skates away at the end of the season. And then in the summer you might have went to a hockey camp for a week. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like, yeah. you didn't skate year-round. I mean, it was crazy. Um, yeah. The only time I played a summer league really was in college. There was a college summer league in Randolph at the rink in Randolph, and we play once a week, and that was it, though. Oh man, you know, summer um, hockey, it, uh, men's league, summer hockey, best thing ever. Just driving to the game, sunroof open, you know, shorts on, air conditioning, right? Just listen to tunes. The sun is up. The all of those things. Just take the opposite and apply it to your winter hockey experience, men's league. You yep. know. Puck drops at 10 p.m. Be there. It's like, awesome. It is. It's terrible. Freezing. Yeah, but summertime, you get a better ice time. The weather's great. You can stroll in. You can drink a beer, too, in the parking lot. That's how it is right? as a ref, too, yeah. for the summer hockey. You know, you go in your flip-flops, and it's like just going to work in an air-conditioned building, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, that's, what I, you know, that's what I love about it. But mm-hmm. um, I used to go the the hockey camp. I went to one at Babson College one year. But um, for like three years in a row, I went to Rod Langway's hockey camp in Randolph. From, he was from, from Randolph. From, yeah, but Rod Langway from the Calgary Flames? Washington Capitals. Oh, Washington Capitals. Yeah. Okay. Rod Langway. Um, it, oh, I was I, thinking of Lanny McDonald. Yeah, Lanny McDonald. The With epic, the mustache. Epic lip sweater. <laughs> Best lip sweater ever in hockey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lanny McDonald. Number one. Um, but uh, lip sweater. The. Um, did Langway play for the Canadians? Now I'm drawing. Now I'm just really messing. Rod, with Rod Langway. I think he was with the Capitals. I, I think you're right on both accounts. To be honest, I'm thinking about all both. you know. All the hockey cards are coming, coming to my head. But he that was his you know camp. And uh, the first year I went, I was young, and the first thing I experienced was two kids beating the bag out of each other in the locker room, and I was kind of horrified in that they were all like high school kids, and I think I was in sixth grade. And, um, but it was, uh, Rod Lang was really cool. He gave you an autograph at the end of the week and the mm-hmm. whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Rod Langway, born in Taiwan. He doesn't look Taiwanese. I thought he was from Randolph, though. Did he, was he born in the Taiwanese, Taiwanese part of Randolph? <laughs> 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 this was born in Taiwan. He must be an army brat. 
Yeah, he's got to be. Um, what's in New Hampshire? What's in New Hampshire? Oh, okay. So Montreal, Washington. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, it. I had both. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, that's right. Good, good career. It's like twenty years. Jesus. Yeah, he was a great defenseman. We're all over the place. Yeah. This okay. is, that's all right. But that is cool. I mean, I just feel like we're meandering. We started with coffee. Now we're talking about Rod Langway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but going back to what I did in the summer, I, yeah. there was like no structure, right? And and we just play. We'd either go to the park or go play street hockey all day. Uh, my family had a, a cottage down in Lakeville. Actually, we still have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on the lake on Long Pond in Lakeville. So I'd go down there. Uh, you know, is Lakeville, I'm sorry, is Lakeville in Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah. It's right next to Middleborough, Taunton, uh, Freetown, down that okay. way. Should I have known uh, that town? Uh, not unless you know someone okay. or some reason for it. It's right. it's kind of, I think the headquarters of, um, what's the ocean spray was there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. but it's cool, you know, it's a cool little lake, three miles long, mile Sweet. wide. Perfect. It's actually the... The largest natural lake in Massachusetts, I think. No kidding. Yeah. Um, someone told me that. I don't know if it's true, but I, I didn't know that as a kid. I just knew that we had a raft and a f- pontoon boat and a bunch of fish. And a buddy of mine that grew up down there, too, we'd, we'd spend all day out in the lake. Yep. And, um, you know, catching frogs, turtles, snakes, fish. You know, we had a blast. And But there was no there was no structure. Yeah, right. You know? Right. Be home for lunch, be home for dinner. Yep. And otherwise, you know, good luck to you. Oh, and stay outside. Yeah. Get oh, outside. Yeah. Why are you here? Why are you here? I yeah. used to hear that. Why are you here? Yeah. Go away. <laughs> but now camp's the thing. Camp's like. Camp is the thing. Well, it's nuts. Okay, so when I asked you what you felt like talking about, and you, you, you went down the path of summer camps, so, well, you specifically wanted to talk about how crazy it is to get into camp and how hard it is on the parents and all that. And I thought, oh, what's he talking about? Don't you just go online and pick a camp and sign up for it? Well, apparently, Mark, you're on something. I was uh, fiddling around realizing that all these articles are about exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So the Atlantic in the family section, this came out in January of this year. The summer camp feeding frenzy has already begun. So, again, that came out in January. And the subhead, kind of lengthy, but it says, The every family for itself approach to child care in the U.S. means parents' options for three months of the year are shelling out for expensive camps, fighting for limited slots in affordable programs, or nothing. I'm like, wow, what are they talking about here? Said, <laughs> New Year's resolutions had barely been resolved before parents across the nation started thinking ahead to summer. The scramble to sign kids up for summer camp begins in January because limited slots and huge demand have led to a highly competitive environment that verges on absurd. Case in point, Rachel Dean, a mother in Richmond, Virginia, has a summer camp spreadsheet. She joked to me that it is more sophisticated than a bill tracker. She uses to follow legislation in her uh, work at a children's advocacy pr- uh, nonprofit. The spreadsheet is color-coded, and registration dates are cross-posted onto her work calendar so she can jump into action as soon as slots open. That sounds pretty pretty aggressive, Mom. But, I mean, if that's what you got to do to get into a summer camp, are you serious? It's insanity. It, even re- So Medfield has a camp yeah. uh, through the Parks and Rec Department. Yeah, and sure. that one, you know, people are on their browser refreshing, refreshing. Like, uh, I know my camp, um, someone posted on, the, on a Facebook page in Hingham, I think it was, it's it's tougher to get into camp there than to get uh, Taylor Swift tickets. Uh-huh. Like that's how crazy it is. That's, that and should be on your T-shirt. You should put that on your website. That's <laughs> is that kind of a? I know, right? <laughs> and they <laughs> have five hundred kids a week. What? It's crazy. Yeah, five hundred kids there. Yeah, it's that's crazy. A lot. That's um, a lot. And I know the Medfield camp sells out right away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my fiance's son just went to Camp Borges down in Sandwich. It's an overnight camp. Yep. Um, and that's not cheap. That's like two grand a week, and it's um, two grand for an overnight Cape Cod, and that's camp. a tough one too. Like that to get into that one, you got to be on the ball and you know, uh, like I guess you know right away and and be refreshing the browser. And I mean, it's I'm surprised they're not scalping. Uh, I'm surprised that you know like. Uh, one of those ticket brokers on on in on StubHub? this. Yeah. Go to StubHub for your Stub kids. Get into camp. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised that hasn't happened. Camp passes. You know? 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, we got Taylor Swift, we got Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, <laughs> Thayer Camp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. nuts. That's funny. Uh, there was a survey in 2019 uh, from the Center for American Progress. I don't know anything about it, but it sounds like it's got some sophistication behind it, right? <laughs> Let's just go with it. All you need to hear, folks, is Atlantic Magazine, Center for American Progress. Uh, three quarters of parents securing summer care were at least a little bit, uh, found it to be a little bit difficult. Okay. Um, only one-fifth of all parents are stay-at-home. What happens to the people that can't afford the camps? Or uh, parents are like me and had no idea that it's January and you should be thinking about July's plans for your kids. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's not cheap. None of these are cheap. Um, I'm sure some of the programs like, you know, through the Parks and Rec are, are less expensive than the private ones. Mm-hmm. I know my co-teacher during the year, she runs the camp in Hanover mm-hmm. through the Parks and Rec department. And even she said it's it's... You know, they sold out in a half hour, you know, for the whole summer. I mean, Jeez. it's nuts. But you wonder, like, the, you know, it's a lot of these kids, a lot of these camps are for kids that, you know, are more on the privileged side, let's be honest. Um, yeah, you unless know, you have some scholarship slots. Well, I know, like, certain camps, I know our camp does, you know, the director does work with a lot of families to get them in, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and at a discounted price. And, and I'm sure... You know, um, I used to work for way back in the day when I refereed pro hockey. So yep. that's how long we're going back. I ran a sports camp out of uh, out of the stadium in East Boston for the Boston Parks and Rec. And we were right at the airport, right at the stadium in, in East Boston at the oh, airport. Yeah. And yeah. we did different sports every week. And, and it was all for, you know, um, city kids, mm-hmm. mostly from that side of the, you know, the East tunnel. Boston, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, from... Went through Revere, and then kids would come across, you know, some of them would come across to go to it, and we ran, like, football one week and different sports every week. and and um, But even back then, it was, you know, um, that was, I, I want to say that was real short money because it was for mm-hmm. more for any inner-city kids. But, yeah. um, um, and we had a blast running it. John, John Hanna came one time. Oh, nice. A week of football, and... Uh, I uh, signed a Patriots helmet for me that I gave to my brother because my brother was a huge Hog Hannah fan. Uh-huh. Um, dressed up as a hog back when they played uh, Miami and then Chicago in the Super Bowl. Yep. And uh, what was that, 86? Yep, and 85. dressed up yeah. like a pig, and he was Hog Hannah. So I got him a signed helmet. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, it's I, that's just, I just remembered I worked at that camp. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me that I was a camp counselor before. Way yeah. before. Yeah. So, but that was a little different. I went to Boy Scout camp. That was it. It was all the camp there was, I feel like. The idea of going to a camp for a week was kind of foreign. I know some people did it, but I'm like, what is that? Where, where are you going? What, what do you do there? You know? Yeah, but I never did Boy Scouts. No? My brother did Boy Scouts. How um, far did he go? Well, you'd have to ask his counselor. Um, <laughs> do you know how I could piss off... About a hundred thousand people in this town alone right now, just by making this proclamation. And I, it's a theory, but I think that I think that the local Boy Scout troop is just a Eagle Scout factory. It's the, I, see, I know nothing about it. Two percent of kids that join the Boy Scouts typically go on to become an Eagle Scout, but I think like three out of four kids coming out of like the local boy scout troops are eagle scouts and i'm just like what's, what's going an on? eagle scout like what do you say doing? you've you've gone through all the the levels you know you're like scout tenderfoot second class first class star life eagle oh wow. and you got to get like 21 required merit badges and another like 25 or whatever you got to get the squirrel patch and the beaver patch and all You got to get all patches. that stuff yeah you got to have leadership roles you have to do a community service project when I was a kid, it was like hard. Now I'm watching these kids. They're like, "Yeah, I got like they're wearing double sashes of, like, how do you, how did you, physically like find time in your your life so far to go acquire all of those merit badges? Like, those are those require trips, camping trips, backpacking trips, you know, experiences. Like, that's a lot of stuff. That's not just like, but these kids can get like a. They can go online and get merit badges online now, which doesn't sound like scouting to me. But maybe we should start that business too. 
Sell merit badges. <laughs> For kids who just want to wear the funny outfit. Yeah, you just want to. And throw a patch on there. Yeah, you want to. Right? All right. I got another article here I want to read to you. This is from Insider. The summer camp feeding frenzy has already begun. No, what the hell? <laughs> this one. Parents say getting their kids into summer camp is a nightmare. They're doing everything from using spreadsheets to waking up at dawn to do it. Similar stuff, right? This is this is the main theme, but it says U.S. summer camps are estimated to be a $3.6 billion industry in 2023, according to industry researcher Ibis World. $3.6 billion with a B. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, I think, you know, this is just a guess of me thinking out loud, but I think because kids' lives are so structured, mm-hmm. right, between you know, play dates and, you know, after school activities, sports, all that stuff. Yep. In the summer, you know, the kids don't know what to do and the parents don't know what to do. And because the world is so different, they need structure. They need mm-hmm. stuff to do. They need, you know, the parents need to send them somewhere. Yeah. And that's probably why the summer camp has kind of exploded. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's always been a thing, but I think now it's really a thing. And, and that's my guess is that, you know, kids don't know how to just go down the park and make up games and play anymore. Mm-hmm. They need someone to tell them how to play and what to do. And parents need the help to, you know, they don't want to just let their kid down the park, which understandable, and, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways nowadays. But I think that might have something to do with it. I don't know. I'm a little old school, so my kids are kind of having... Kind of a hybrid 1980s present day kind of summer vacation because I do say get out of here, go do something. You know, that door opens and shuts a thousand times before they figure it out. But, but you know, if they're, they're, if they're faced with boredom, they, they end up doing something. And it's pretty funny to watch some of the things they've come up with, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that. There's been a couple times where I just hire a high school kid to do some training like uh, from the high school soccer team. You know, that's a new thing. Around here, the, the local high school kids have, have been selling themselves, renting themselves out as trainers. But for the most part, these kids are they're in the pool, which is under supervision. But for the most part, it's like, go out and do something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And they come back dirty, and that's good, you know. We just eat outside. I've just been making hamburgers and hot dogs every night <laughs> on the grill. Like, they just eat out of their hands. Just, like, they grab a bun. They grab a, a burger. They just slap it together. They walk around the pool eating it. It's awesome. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, you don't know if you're doing it right. There's probably someone crushing the parenting a little bit better. You know, like, having a sit-down meal with a napkin and some civility. I don't know. We're just, like, cavemen right now. Now, that's, I don't know. That might be old school, too. You know, like I remember sitting down every night for dinner mm-hmm. with my father when he got home from work and my mother would make dinner and, you know, but that yeah. was, that was back in the day. My brother was there and you ate and you talked and you actually had interaction. No one had a phone out. No one was texting. Like my, I would have, I would have got smacked if I ever had a <laughs> cell phone back no then. Shit. Right. No and, and, uh, you know, so you actually interacted and talked about your day, but that's, my house, we just got, I just got yelled at. It was me at the table, at the head of the table, flanked by my mom and my dad, just telling me what I did wrong that day. My brother and sister just, like, staring (laughs) off into space. Checks out. (laughs) Yeah. But that was back, too, when, like, a lot of, you know, my dad worked, my mother didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, back then, and and I'm 53, so we're talking back in the 70s. Yeah. That was um, standard. Yeah. Now you have... You know, most houses can't get by with with one parent working. So right. both parents are working. Yeah. And so they're not home to, you know, meals are kind of done on the go or, you know, uh, takeout or whatever. Kids are eating before the parents get home. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just a completely different world. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh, it's a it's a necessity, really, or or a, a, or more of a luxury to be able to sit down as a family and eat. You know, everyone's going in six different directions. Right. Right. You know? Yep. Well, I, I, I bring all that stuff up because I, I kind of like the uh, the idea that my kids are I'm just shy of drinking out of the, the garden hose. I mean, they've, they're kind of getting that freedom. I, I want them to go ride on the bike trail out back, but uh. I'm the only parent in the neighborhood that's down with that. Really? Yeah. 
I'm like, come on, we've got to let the kids go on the rail trail. And there's like a there's like a pond back there. They can go exploring, go fishing, whatever. I just, but there's some some people think that you know the boogeyman lurks on the rail trail, snatching up kids. You know, I. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I I I've only lived here for yeah, about a year, year and a half now, yeah. so yeah. I don't know. You know, there's been no. Um, kid snatchings. Well, I mean, but it, and what's funny, it makes me think of back when I was, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in our neighborhood that was like lurking in the trees and drove <laughs> a van and was like yeah, that's grabbing kids. And, and I remember I still walked home and mm-hmm. I was told just stay with your friend. That was our line of defense. Yeah. And, um, and to this day, I don't know if it was just an urban legend. Mm-hmm. In the neighborhood, or if it actually there was a creepy dude in a tree, I mean, no one ever really saw him. But the story was he'd hang in the tree and jump down and grab a kid and throw him in the van. That's and, awesome. Um, I don't think anyone ever got taken. Yeah, I mean, did you just do a little deductive reasoning and like look around your group, do a head count? Yep, we're all still here. We just yeah. walked home. Before you know yeah. it, everyone went home. And if you lived farthest away, yeah, it was like check the trees as you walk underneath them. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, you know. That was it. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, oh, it's gonna be plastered on Facebook. There's gonna be a, you know, vigilante dads with their pitchforks, you know, oh, yeah, hunting them down. Moms, rabid moms on Facebook. I think you got a better calls. chance of grabbed getting grabbed by like a bobcat around you know, here, around sure. here than, you know, I, I just got a feeling that it's just a lot of work. You know, and the, you know you gotta get a van. You gotta. Uh, you like, gotta have a good. I'm not joking about this. I shouldn't joke about no, it. No, it's but like well, it's seriously. Gonna, if you're gonna take a kid, doing it in a suburb that's 20 miles off the highway is probably. It's a good point. Like, like you, like do it, do it on a community that's like get right on the highway. Yeah, 109 yeah. traffic yeah. is a bitch. Yep. Right? Yeah, you're just gonna be sitting in there. The Amber Alert. Everyone's gonna be. You're just gonna be. A, you won't even get to Westwood, and they'll yeah. already grab you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's not, but it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are. If you do that, you're like you are the shittiest. You know. Oh, terrible. kidnapper! Terrible. Like, you can't even get out of traffic. Yep. What stopped you? How? how what? A, a red light. <laughs> a guy in a moped who, who cut me off. Yeah. Traffic in uh, yeah. Westwood Center. We get, we get stuck at Hartford Street at the light. Uh, now that would be a fun camp theme. You know, themes with camps, kind of a thing. How about like a survival camp? Like I always wanted to be like, you have eight hours. You have to make it to that tower. There's three bounty hunters. You know, kind of like the perfect game. Yeah. You know, like they're not gonna, they're not out to kill you, but they just capture you. Wouldn't that be fun? Maybe a paintball in the back. Yeah. It only hurts a little. Yeah. Have you ever been hit by a paintball? No. Oh, no. It, but I do the bit about teachers having paintball guns. Oh, yeah. You know, for when kids, you know, nice misbehave, they get lit up with paint and they go home covered in it. <laughs> Parents know they're a little dickhead that day. You know, it's a Wow, simple... Joey. Nine? Yeah. Nine purple hits. No what? email needed. <laughs> nine, Billy? Yeah. What is this? When will it end? Um... I got a funny story from camp. So, okay. uh, my camp, uh, Thayer Academy, their their mascot is a tiger. So we get the magic tiger, which is you know mm-hmm. someone in a tiger suit. Yeah. One year we have a talent show at the end of every year, and we use the word talent loosely. And <laughs> so the tiger came out on stage, yep. and it was you know all staged. Uh, you know, I was eating Cheetos, and he stole my snack. Yeah. And he ran behind the curtain, so I ran after him, and we had this big like. You know, we rustled the curtain and stuff. Yeah, sure. And I come out with the tiger head, holding it over my head like I killed him. Yeah, nice. You decapitated him. All like four to seven-year-old kids <laughs> in the front row, all horrified, yeah. thinking I actually killed the tiger. I didn't factor that into my plan. I, all I, I said, this will be hilarious. Yeah, sure. And I swear, some of those kids must still be traumatized. I had to have the tiger come out. Uh-huh. And like, and actually take the head off to show that he was like, wow, they, they, oh, it just ruined everything. <laughs> and, uh, but it was absolutely hilarious to me. And unfortunately, there's no video of it. But I, oh, I'll never forget those faces uh-huh. of the four and five year olds just looking at me horrified, like you just killed the magic tiger. Yeah, good and, recovery uh, though. Like you know, you read the room. Okay, yeah. this kid is you know 
This kid's crying. Well, well, the kids are laughing their ass off. Sure. The counselors had a great laugh, but yeah. you know, under under eight year olds, seven year olds, yeah. they, they were uh, they're probably still in therapy from it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> Perez Martial Arts is dedicated to changing the lives of kids and adults alike through martial arts, education, and coaching. We strive to provide a safe, comfortable, and welcoming atmosphere for all students and family members who walk through their doors. We take great pride in creating an environment for individuals to achieve, develop, and succeed in their personal goals. And they back up all these claims with a perfect five-star rating on Google Reviews. Who has a five-star rating these days? Perez Martial Arts, that's who. Find out for yourself by visiting PerezMartialArts.com for their exclusive online trial. Winslow Design is an award-winning firm focused on residential architectural design located in the Metro West area outside of Boston. Their services include additions, renovations, and new construction. They love making special spaces that truly reflect the people they work with and the places where they live. Winslow Design's philosophy fosters successful design through collaboration, thoughtful conversations, and active listening. To see what I'm talking about, you can visit their amazing portfolio at winslowdesign.net. When I think of summer movies, summer camp movies comes up as a great genre. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Meatballs. That was a good one. Would you say that's your favorite? Uh, um, that was good. What was the other one there? I mean, I, I don't know. Would you consider, like, Uncle Buck a camp movie? Yes, I would. Okay. I would. And also, uh, The Great Outdoors. Yeah, that was another good one. I mean, they rented a, a log cabin on a lake up in Michigan or whatever, and they went out. Yeah. But they still did. My attitude is if it's woodsy, if there's a cabin, if it's a getaway, and if there's a lot of hijinks in Ballyhoo, it's a, it's a camp movie. Yeah. Summer camp movie. I would also say Mask. Summer camp movie. Yeah. He went to summer camp. He did. For the blind. So no one could see him. <laughs> Happy story. Um, I love that movie. It was on HBO all the time. My sister and I would watch it all the time. We oh, yeah. Rocky um, Dennis. Friday the 13th. Would that be a camp movie? Absolutely. I mean, they, were, they weren't they were necessarily at camp, but yeah. that movie horrified. I checked under my bed for like four years after that. I saw that movie. My parents never let me do it. Watch oh, it. It was awful. And 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 then my brother, my older brother, who's six years older than me, one night decides he's going to think it's funny to lay under my bed. Yeah. Well, the fat bastard couldn't fit under there. <laughs> and so he hid in the closet. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And he's not a fat bastard. I say that just. Yeah. He'll never up. listen to this. But um, <laughs> he hid in the closet. And instead of jumping out right after I laid in bed, he waited like ten minutes. Oh! And then came out of the closet. Yeah. And to this day, I like I, I get that hair stands up my neck that night. That is great. That is you know as a comedian you can appreciate the timing right there. Oh, he, he oh, did it guy, right. This guy let you settle in, you know, get adjusted. Yep. Start lulling yourself away. The the REM sleep cycles moments away. You're gonna, yep. and then. Pff, Boom. Disruption. Came out and jumped right on top of me. Oh, that is awesome. I screamed. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, but that, it stemmed from that stupid movie. You knew mm -hmm. I checked under the bed every night, and uh, that's what he did. I'm trying to think of some other ones, though. Like, well, I got this list of 15 top. Really? 15 classic summer camp movies ranked. This is from Vulture Lists. I've got a problem with it. It just came out June 30, 2023. It's like two weeks ago. Uh, it, got, it does the top 15. So you ready? Number 15, way too high on the list. Ernest Goes to Camp. Terrible. What? Oh. Terrible movie. No. Oh, you like that movie? I thought you said terrible that it was ranked 15. It should have been like a top five. Yo, you think so? Oh, absolutely, dude. When they the, the turtles came me. down. I don't know The why. turtles came down with the, with the parachutes. Oh, Maybe I don't remember it right. Ernest. I just remember that dude being annoying. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great. Ernest P. Worrell. 
I gotta, maybe I got to give it another try. Yeah, when I was a kid, I really appreciated that guy. He was okay. funny. I just love that breaking down the what is the fourth wall, just looking right at the camera, talking to you. Very okay, interpersonal yeah, yeah. experience. I felt very connected with. I got to give it another try. Yeah. Uh, number 14 is Indian Summer. It came out in 1993. Are you familiar with that one? Uh, no, but I think they have to rename that Indigenous Summer. Yeah, Indian Summer. That is racist as fuck. <laughs> I'm offended. I won't watch it. <laughs> I don't remember. Who was in that? Indian Summer. Alan Arkin. Oh, Jesus. Well, good old Uncle Lou, Alan Arkin, wants to relive the glory years of Camp Tamaqua. Alan Arkin was before my time, let alone... Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Diane Lane, Bill Paxton, Elizabeth oh, Perkins. Okay. It's good. It's good All uh, right. cast. Here's one. 1986, I remember briefly hearing about it, but at the time thinking, that's uh, for nerds. And I liked space, but 1986, Space Camp. Yeah, I, di- I didn't. Uh, if I watched it, it wasn't memorable. Yeah, this, is, this whole list is sort of. I mean, it, it begs you to challenge yourself to think, like, yeah. dig down deep and think about some camp movies, because these are are little to little known movies, if, yeah. if known at all. Very Meatballs obscure. better be on that list. Meatballs is because that's we'll, I think my favorite camp yeah, movie. But we'll, we'll get to it. All uh, right, number twelve, Camp Nowhere from nineteen ninety four. Yeah, again, never heard of that one. Christopher Lloyd is in it. I don't, I don't remember anything about it, but I remember. Camp Nowhere. Yeah, he wants uh, these. <laughs> a bunch of teens don't want to go off to camp, so they blackmail their no good drama teacher, Christopher Lloyd, into convincing their parents to pay him to take them to a made up camp for the summer. They rent an abandoned campground, but when their parents insist on visiting, they have to pretend it's a computer camp, a fat camp, and a drama camp. Hilarity ensues. I bet it does. That actually sounds like so a good movie. So the drama teacher yeah. took them away to a fake camp. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't think that would fly nowadays. <laughs> no, that, that guy's going to jail. Like Corey check ruined all day. <laughs> I can't Corey check. <laughs> Jesus. Friday the 13th comes in at number 11. Okay, so that, all right, yeah. good. And interestingly enough, it was just a year after meat lo- Meatballs that someone decided to cash in on the creepiness of camp life. Hmm. One year after. Uh, number 10, 1999's But I'm a Cheerleader. I, yeah, I don't remember that come one. On. I feel like I listen to movies and watch movies. I mean, watch movies. I've never heard of these. That sounds like a late night Cinemax movie. Mm. Let's see. Cinemax, I but think, I'm back ch- in 1999. Yeah, 1999. Cinemax oh, yeah, was. was a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all no, boom. No, I, saw, I saw it. I a friend told it. me. <laughs> <laughs> Heavyweights, 1995. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. We got one. You that know was this good. one. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That ben was all Stiller the big, was in it. The fat kids were in it. Oh, heavyweights, yeah, they, heavyweights. And then it was actually pretty funny. Okay. I forgot all about that one. The fitness guru, played by Ben Stiller, takes over Camp Hope, a fat camp for boys, and drives the campers absolutely insane with his bonkers fitness reg- regime. Okay. Well, that sounds yeah, like it could be a good movie. It was, it was, I, I remember it being like a, you know, a cute, funny movie. Yeah, Judd Apatow had something to do with it, so it's got to be good. Yep. Heavyweights, 1995. That's going way back. Yeah. I didn't know Judd Apatow was... Number eight. This one pisses me off because it's... It's stupid. Adam's Family Values. What? 1993. Okay, so it's a TV show made into a movie, and then this is a sequel to that movie. This sounds like a straight-to-DVD. This is not a camp movie. Do they go to camp? Uh, pick the underdog camp against the snooty rich camp, but what would the underdogs do if they were stuck attending the snooty rich camp? They would burn it to the ground during a play about Thanksgiving, naturally. Okay, so they go to a fancy camp and say this place sucks, and then they try to ruin it forever. That's a hard pass. Yeah. Yep. Nope. The Parent Trap. Oh, that's a camp movie. That was a good one. Parent Trap was a good movie. All right, now this one I'm finally saying yes, absolutely. Number five, Wet Hot American Summer, two thousand one. Did you see that movie? I never saw that one. I know the. I, you I know. I've heard it. of it, but <laughs> the opening scene. <laughs> the opening scene, aerial shot, looking down on like the quad, right? With it's like just a little field, with uh, little cabins all around the perimeter, and it's just showing us the bugling. You know, the morning wake up. Uh, 
what do you call that? The taps or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Reveille. Reveille, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Waking the people up. It just shows a bunch of like people, like just campers, like all teenagers, you know, high school kids. Um, obviously played by like twenty five and thirty year old actors, but you know, it's like. They're just doing the the walk of shame half. <laughs> like they wake up, and they're all just walking back <laughs> back, back to, to their, their cabins, cabins and, and they're crisscrossing, and it just is more and more of them. And the movie just goes on from there. But it is an awesome parody movie. Amy Poehler is in it. Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Banks. Like these are a listers. Oh yeah, right. These are all great actors, and this makes me think: How did they all get like contracted to do this movie? Like they're all commanding. A heavy fee. How do you afford what, all of them? What year was that? Two thousand one. So they're all in their earlier so they were, careers. Yeah, they emerging. were emerging, kind of emerging more than established. But mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you mean, though. You know, like it just works out great. It's kind of like uh, when you think about the outsiders. You remember yeah. when you look at the cast of the outsiders. You're like, yeah. these guys today could not work together on that movie. It would, oh no, they, would never, would, would never make they money. They would never be able to afford it. It's like all the heartthrobs, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, Wet Hot American Summer. Here's one, Camp. It's just called Camp, 2003. Camp? Yeah. I don't remember that one. No. This is great podcasting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, number one, Troop Beverly Hills, 1989. Now, that what? one had Shelley Long in it, and that was when Shelley Long was... Really, hot, really cute. Yeah, you say hot. I say cute. you know what? She was more like Marianne than she was Ginger. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, she's girl next yeah. door, cute. You know, like that was like Cheers days. Right? Yeah, yeah, cheers. yeah. She was. She made Cheers. Yeah. You think Cheers got better, or did it lose something when Shelley Long moved on? That show just didn't. I mean, think I heard it. Coach died, and Woody Harrelson came in, and yeah. everyone thought, oh, that's it, and it just. It kept getting better. It did. Like, it, it, that it was a show that just never, never fell off. It was impervious to anything that was thrown at it. Yeah. We're going to have a main character die. Okay, we'll get another one. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. We have one who has a contract dispute, wants to leave. Okay, we got another. Yeah, we'll get another one. Yep. Um, you know, one movie I just thought of was One Crazy Summer. I mean, it's yes. not a camp movie, but... Nope. I was um, thinking about that, too. That that was a, with Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> and uh, and what's his name? was the lead character. He's... Um, John Cusick. John Cusick. John Cusick and, was uh, the man back One then. of my favorite scenes is when he's dressed as the Godzilla and he crushes this in the, but the, he, the he, model town. But, and so remember, stupid, but hilarious. And then also remember when he ingests the uh, inside his costume somehow... Um, a cigar. Oh, yeah. It, it's all <laughs> smoking. And he's just, ah, ah. Yeah. That oh. movie's great. Now, I would say, like, that has a camp feel. It has that summer yeah. experience. Like, we'll never have this again kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I would. But not necessarily a camp. No. No, movie, because but. there was no counselor. There was no mess hall. There was no, like, you have to be here at a certain time curfew. Right. However, right. you know, it was. Take. It, it still had that, like, we're here for the yeah. summer. We got our summer tasks, our summer things, the summer romance. Yeah, yeah. It had a little plan in there. What about Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> Think that's a camp movie? <laughs> there was, there was a, kind of a there, camp there theme was a, to it. There was. You know, at least <laughs> in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, was two movies in one. That was the first that half. That movie was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Oh, which so which half do you like more? Do you like the summer camp half? I, I think I like the summer camp yeah. half. Yeah. I think it I like boot dark. camp. It got pretty dark after. Oh, and well, it got dark well, towards I, the end of the boot camp. Yeah, I guess. And then it, you know, splattering your brains all over a bathroom yeah. wall is, is Yeah. But that dark. movie, like the jelly donuts, it, there's, that movie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, not a camp movie. No. But, you know, fantastic. Here's another camp movie. Dirty Dancing. Yeah, they were at a summer camp. They That's certainly right. were. Where Patrick you... Swayze, he was dancing with a 17-year-old. Yes, he was. Completely appropriate. Yeah, and then also we got that <laughs> shady abortion someone's got to pay for. <laughs> That was a <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That was nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> also, oh. can I get five hundred bucks? Don't ask any questions. <laughs> I'm gonna be gone for a couple of days. <laughs> There's so many things I can say. Right hey, now go, for, go for it, camp counselor. Uh, I know. I know. I'm not ruining my Corey check on podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll do. I'll I already do it talked all. about white vans and guys in trees. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yep, we. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny 
<sighs> yeah, so I was thinking about that. That that was kind of summer campish. You go to the Poconos, right? Yeah. You just hang out with the family. I've never done one of those trips, but it looks kind of nice. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was, um, you know, Roadhouse had a feel to it, too. There were cabins involved, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of summertime job kind of thing. That's right. You know? Yeah. Patrick Swayze, he's in my mind. That's why. Patrick uh, Swayze is? Well, because of Dirty Dancing. Oh, Dirty Dancing, sure. And now I'm doing a Patrick Swayze movie. <laughs> yeah, because you're uh, just thinking about Patrick Swayze uh, with his shirt well, on. And yeah, he's a good-looking dude. I can say that. I've said this before on the podcast, but because it was like 100 episodes ago, I'll repeat it. I used to go to the um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade when we were kids. Okay. And then we go to Grandma and Grandpa's for dinner. And uh, sometimes we could get back home in time to watch the end of the parade on TV. You know. Oh, wow. It's a long parade. Oh, yeah, it is. Patrick Swayze was on a horse one year, just kind of trotting along. And uh, he came <laughs> over to, if my mom gets to tell the story, she'll tell you. He came over to me and tipped his hat to me as his horse took a bow. And I'm like, <laughs> I was there. I mean, he <laughs> it wasn't like you were standing alone. Was, Don't ruin it for you, mother. <laughs> Come on. Patrick Swayze tipped his hat to her. Yeah. I don't remember it because I was still just head over heels with seeing Webster and a turtle. Oh, yeah. And a little turtle. Yeah. And his Webster sitting. Is what? that wrong? They gave the littlest person the littlest float. Like, let's put the little guy on the little well, like, you lose turtle. Big float. Yeah, sure. It's right? Where is he? <laughs> what the hell is Patrick Swayze doing on a horse? Uh, just being. Was it just being hot, Patrick Swayze? <laughs> you know, just like. <laughs> I can imagine the parade people were like, what should we do? Throw Swayze on a horse. Yeah, That'll work. Him, give him a horse. Yeah. And let him just you let know, him tip, tip his, his hat, hat to, to, you know, to moms, to out, moms there. out there. Yeah. That are, that are just follow me on People Magazine. What the hell were they thinking? I, I just. Uh, I mean, he must have had like a like a cowboy hat with like some festive Christmas stuff on it. I don't was know. There, there, there must have been a movie he was in or something out then mm. that he would be on a horse. Like, why would you put him on a horse? I just don't understand why, you know, like throw him on a float. Let him hold Webster up so everyone can see him. Like, let him do something. <laughs> like Simba. Yeah, not put him on a horse. <laughs> well, maybe so. he could just be with Webster doing the Titanic thing on the bow of a, you know, just holding him out. Uh, out on, on the mm -hmm. float. Yeah. That would be good, too. Yeah. Webster. I forgot about him. You know, I, I, yeah, don't forget about Webster. He was one of my favorites. He was a pretty famous midget. You know? <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to say that, but hey. I uh, well Saturday night I did a show uh -huh. and um, you did your midget. Joke? Unbeknownst to me, uh -oh. well I did the hockey thing. You, you know, did your midget joke, the and there's a kids midgets. There's a little person in. No, the I didn't know the sportsman's club I was doing the show at. Like mm -hmm. the president of the club is is a little guy. No, now, I don't know if he's officially a midget, but. Everyone went but silent. He's but he's officially four foot two. Well, yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> I don't think they call him that. Yeah, but right. they will. But everyone went silent. No one told me. Uh -huh. But he wasn't there because yeah. I even said I don't see legs dangling. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone went silent. And then uh -huh. after the fact, they're like, "Oh yeah, the president of this club is mm. is a little person." I'm like someone could have told me that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like, like you should. Say so, hey, uh, I'm 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 a little familiar with your comedy. I just want to let you know, uh, so and so's got this thing, and so and so's got that thing, and this person's that, and uh, I got you a know, good story. A little sensitive. So I started doing. This was three years starting to do comedy. Yep. Twenty, we're talking twenty something years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm up at Giggles doing a fundraiser for the state senator. All right. So now no one tells me the senator is gay, okay. and but he's like he has a family, he has kids. It's all like a you know, a ruse, Ooh. and everyone knows, but no one talks about it. Okay. All right? No one mentions this to me. Now, I used to start my act with, uh, I, I wore clogs on stage, clogs for men, and I did this whole thing about clogs for men, you know, five years ago, would have punched you in the face. Now mm -hmm. I'm married with three kids. Yeah, I wear clogs, might as well be gay. That mm -hmm. was my line, right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't say it now, of course, but, um, and the place goes silent, and I, not even realizing, goes, Senator Mike, what are you, gay? And the oh, whole place was like, I, I've never dug a hole so deep in my life. Holy shit. And the place went, I'm talking silent. And then it hit me. That's like, outing everybody. Three seconds after I said it, I realized, holy mm. shit, he is. And But he had his wife there and the whole thing. So I dug myself out of the hole. How? Actually, How did you do that? I, I 
I'm not even, I don't even remember, but I, I had them laughing like a okay. few minutes after okay. I went you quickly into something else. Uh huh. And, uh, but after the show, people coming up to me going, that was the funniest thing we ever heard. <laughs> like, we couldn't laugh because we worked for him, but that was the funniest thing. Yeah. And, but I got off stage and they're all like, you didn't know? I go, no, I'm not from up. He was like North Shore guy. Sure. I'm like, I'm not a North Shore person. I didn't know who this guy was. Yeah. You know my act. Yeah. You know how yeah. I start out. Right. Like, what, what are you thinking? You and so that was the worst I've ever done on stage was, was I forget the guy's name, but he was mm -hmm. state senator and. So I always check now. Anything I should know, you know, because you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. When it's, when it's too close. Yeah. When it's too yeah. close to the audience, yeah. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> no, I remember uh, I was at a show where, where a comic had made a, a joke, and there was actually a little person right there in the audience, and the person uh, kind of got quiet and, like, awkward, and I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> and the comic trying to dig out of it made it, Inadvertently worse, like what? What's going on? It's like, oh, there's, there's a little. I'm sorry, a little person here. What, what, I can't see you. And it, but he's trying to look for the person in the crowd That's to like sort of. But the fact that like I can't see you, like, <laughs> you're just. Sometimes it's fun to watch a train wreck. Like I like to go see oh. comedy, and it's like, I mean, I, you never want someone to do bad, but oh, nothing's more fun though. But for us, than watching, yeah. Like, and, and uh, like, we enjoy, not, like, new people, not, like, open micers. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, like, seasoned veterans go yeah. up and do a show yeah. and just eat it. And it's just so funny because you just, we've all been there, you know. Um, yeah, but how and, does that, I still don't get how that happens. Uh, you know? Well, it's just the wrong crowd. Like, you okay. know, if you if you do, if you're an older comedian and you do impressions, say, mm -hmm. and you're doing impressions for a young audience. Yeah. You know, I saw a guy recently do a high school show. I won't mention names, but let's just say he's a little outdated. And <laughs> the kids were all looking at him like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, like, they didn't even know the references. Sure. And sure. I'm, I'm watching. MacGyver. I'm, what the fuck? I'm laughing my ass off yeah because he's just tanking and he's uncomfortable because he's like why why am i tanking it's like because they're freaking 18 and they don't know who archie bunker is yeah that's not the reference but sure sure that yeah. was basically kind of like the yeah. idea of it but yeah we find that i, I don't know these guys we, don't know who dick cavett is <laughs> no <laughs> no no why aren't they getting my bob hope stuff yeah it's like what the fuck like come on dude. jane Polly did the news guys come on keep up with me so I, I got to share this story. I was doing a show up in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't. I, I don't even think I was doing. I don't even think I did him like a, a little person joke, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, towards the end, this midget skateboarded <laughs> in front of the stage. No lie, like out of nowhere, like like Wee Man from out of uh, nowhere from Jackass. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, did anyone else see a midget <laughs> on a skateboard? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and the kid ended up being really cool. He, like, we went back and forth, and uh -huh. afterwards we talked. But it, he just, out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was just, and I was like, I thought I was hallucinating. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure enough, he went right by on the skateboard. That is awesome. And uh, and it was like the time I was refereeing the, the uh, what they call it, the Shamrock Cup mm -hmm. hockey tournament. Yeah. I'm doing the championship game. It's like a, you know, U15 game. Uh-huh. And uh, midgets. Yep. <laughs> um, and... The game ends, and this leprechaun runs out across the ice. And I turn to the girl doing the clock, and I said, please tell me you see a leprechaun running on the ice. And she goes, yeah, he comes out for every championship. So sure enough, the next I was doing the next game, too. I had my phone. Yeah. He's on my Instagram. Oh, that's and hilarious. And all that. But, yeah. The, um, a matter of fact, I have a TikTok coming out. Oh. Um, yeah, my fourth one. Uh, and, it, and it has a, a reference to, uh, as a midget reference. Awesome. Yeah, very fun. How do we, excuse me, how do we find you on TikTok? It's uh, all Mark Riley Comedy is my handle. Mark Riley Comedy. It's yeah. R-I-L-E-Y. Yeah. So all I got right. a new one coming out. Good. Well, that's great. I'm hoping to get canceled because that means someone has heard of me. <sighs> Go for it. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, like at least you'll sit in the sin bin for a couple minutes, right? You know, I'll have that then 15 let minutes of fame. Then they'll let you back. Yeah. Um. Well, we're going to wrap it up, but before we do, let's plug some things. I can say, uh, I can plug uh, in the works, we've got a comedy show, you and me, up in oh, yeah. Ipswich. Ipswich Brewery in September, September 14, 714 or 21. Um, I have to get, hear back from 
from them. But there's so that. Every time I hear Ipswich, mm-hmm. all I can think of is City Slickers. Okay. With um, with Billy, uh, Crystal. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Is the answer Ipswich clams? I don't know why, but that <laughs> always sticks in my head. That does not stick in my head at all. Yeah, I know. Like, it, it, is that a, is that a memorable quote? I've never heard anyone. No, ever... for me it is. That's it's funny. not for anyone else. I don't think. Yeah. Just like um, uh, when they're doing the what ice cream goes with what, and he's like, "How about sea bass with a side of asparagus?" That's so funny. And he goes rum raisin. I don't know why those stick to me, but sea bass is just funny to me. Anyway, just a parenthetical aside. <laughs> well, I think that's terrific. I think everybody's got that thing like for me uh in the movie rain man this is rain man inspired but every time we drive over like a long bridge you know like with like grates you know yeah, like, yeah. where it sounds like mm, i do that thing uh, you saw rain man right? oh I, one of my favorite movies okay so every time we go over one of these bridges i just start going hmm, <laughs> hmm, and then i go I parlay that into a radio station change and I just go 97x <laughs> bam the future of rock and roll i'll do that in the car Nine, ten times in a row, until I get a reaction, and my wife just finally says, "Okay, fine, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> okay are you happy now? Yeah, I yeah. know you're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, Rick, Rick, Rick does Rain Man, yeah, yeah. definitely nice. I love that, love that movie. Yep. All right, well, let's get out of here. Do you got any shows coming up? What, what's what's Mark Riley doing? Where can we see Mark? Uh, I'm I'm up in Moulton Borough, New Hampshire, uh, at this place called Seussville. Yeah, it's this Saturday, Seussville. Mm-hmm. It's like this private, like lake community thing nice. i went up there one time years ago and yeah. uh had a blast awesome um i was calling it dr seussville or something i don't mm-hmm. know but um i'm up there this weekend and then um got a bunch of stuff in august the hampton beach comedy festival sweet that's cool jimmy dunn's uh, jimmy dunn's hampton uh, beach comedy festival very good yep we're doing um uh i'm, I'm a, a couple of different places up in new hampshire i'm doing the granite state tour good uh yeah good so. for you Got some stuff coming. A lot, up. a lot of mass holes go up there. Oh yeah, in the summertime. I'm from New Hampshire. We used to, we used to, you know, look down our noses at the mass holes. Oh yeah, shitty drivers, rude. Because your state did go in the morning over the a rock falling off a cliff, <laughs> but we're not going to bring that up right now. We don't Dude, have time. It, it's like <laughs> I remember where I was when it happened. It's like it. <laughs> You, oh man, you, gotta, you have to live there to know. It's still on the license plate. It's still on the welcome yeah. signs. It's yeah. still on all the state, you know, letterhead. It's yeah. it's a it it it's a non-existent thing, but it was there at one time. And yeah, we, we saw it, and I mean that state went into mourning. Now let me ask you something though. When you, uh, I believe that Governor Craig Benson at the time set the flags at half staff too for this thing. Oh, I believe it. I mean, he had it, like, like candlelight vigils yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. And it was a rock. The old man on the mountain. Let me ask you, have you seen it? Well, I did before it fell. Okay, good. Yeah. And no, what did I did. you what, and how describe the experience? I looked up and said, mm, I don't get it. And then, <laughs> really, I lost my shit. Well, I then, was like, whoa. Oh, then I saw it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah, when you see it, you're like, fuck, that's a rock. That's yeah. a, I mean, that's an old man. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the, the gas tanks in, in, in Dorchester. When you see the old Chinese guy, yep, um, you know, and then Bonnie Rupp, uh, no Fred Flintstone. Uh-huh. Um, when you see those, it's it's like that. I can I can understand how it was exciting. Okay. I just was like, all right, it was you know I had made fun of it already before I saw it. Right up in what's that Gorham Notch or whatever that's called Franconia Notch. Yeah, yeah, Franconia probably one of, the, Notch. one of the top five most beautiful places on planet Earth. Um, yeah, I put it right up there with Aruba. Okay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. I had fun. That thanks, was a blast. Thanks for coming over. No worries, man. Anytime. Yep. It was good. It was good to fill in. Liz, Liz had to take the day off. So I'm like, I got to get Mark Riley in here. He's can co-host. So we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I like our tangents. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, yeah. No, our, our, cans, our, our tangents are full of wisdom and uh, insights that, that cannot be compared. I shoot for above average. So yeah, I think we I nailed, think we it. nailed it. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, Why don't you follow us on Instagram and Facebook? Maybe leave us a review on Apple iTunes. That actually helps us uh, get out there. So if you like what we're doing and you want us to keep doing it and making it worth our while, we got to grow our numbers, and you can help do that. It really means something to us. So give us a like, share it with a friend, do something, man. Do something. (laughs) 
don't know. I don't, do I sound desperate? Come on, man. Just get like, like two friends. Like us. Please like, like us. I hate talking. That's You know what? That's the awkward. I just hate follow me. You know, like follow me. Yeah. I'm a guy who's asking you to follow me. Do I look like, does, does that sound like a leader? No. Uh, this whole thing's so I, silly. I do it every show. You just, it's self-promotion. And yeah. you just, you know, the likes close the wounds from middle school. For yeah. Me. <laughs> I just got to. Walk in that fine line of becoming a narcissist, though. You know, it's like, when do you go from, like, self-promotion to, dude, you're just an asshole who talks about yourself? I'll, I'll come up with a definition for next time Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think there's something out there. Yeah. All right. I think we've extended our stay here on the Small Town Scuttlebutt for this week. So, folks, thank you for listening. Write to us. Follow us on uh, smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Leave us a message. We'll talk about it. Thanks. Bye. How about a round of applause for all of our sponsors? APC Pest and Termite Control, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, Mario's Lawn Care, Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, and Winslow Design.